Ladies and gentlemen, we are live on Veterans Day here in beautiful Lincoln, Nebraska. Welcome back to the Flyover Show. My name is Joe Wheel. It is a beautiful day. We have a ton to talk about. Nebraska's a 31-point underdog. We have crazy Nebraska coaching rumors, incredible storylines in the NFL. Kevin Magnuson just dumpstered Max Verstappen to get pole in Brazil. UFC, UFC 281 is going to be absolutely insane. We're going to talk about all of that, but before we do, Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. It means the world to us. Uh, Scott's mic isn't as good as mine because you haven't subscribed. We can't afford a new mic, and that is why. <laughs> that's why Scott doesn't sound as good, but he looks extra handsome. You'll be seeing you, him Joe. soon. You'll be seeing me soon. Scotty, how are we feeling? Feeling good. Drinking a Freedom beer, a Hell Bud yeah. Heavy on Veterans Day. Hell yeah. Thank you, troops. That's genuine, too. Thank you very genuine. much, troops. Yes, we love very the troops. Genuine. Very genuine. Absolutely love them. We have a few. Um, have a veteran in our life. We should, have had, we should have had him on. few veterans in our life. Well, he's active, dude. Oh, doesn't that's count. True. Can't thank him yet. You're right. We thank him, but not, not today. Mm-hmm. Well, we thank him, but not as much as we're thanking those veterans. Right. Yep, absolutely. Um, what are you up to, Scott? Uh, not much. I've been readjusting to life without coaching football since we lost. I kind of don't know what to do with myself. We got a playoff win. Got a playoff we win. We did get a playoff win. Six and one JV team. So, and a six and one JV team. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, no, it really sucks having to work uh, after 3.30. <laughs> I used to just go and drive to football, which like was work in a certain way, but, you know, it was football, too. So, um, All right, so today was... Actually, actually let me... Um, a, big, a big rumor day for Husker football. Today was a day. So now, previously, when we've talked about this, I think I have said, when we can't trace a rumor... I think that there's some there's some heat to it a little bit when we're hearing stuff from everywhere. Mm. This was not one of those days. There was a breaking rumor dropped. Now, when I title <laughs> these videos, when we put these videos up, you know, everyone does a little clickbaiting, right? Right. We, you know, we title them, oh, who's going to be the next head coach? What now? Which is all true. And that is what we talk about. Titling a video, all caps, breaking rumor, and then making the uh, we call thumbnail to the video. Uh, Deion Sanders to Nebraska is a, probably a little bit misleading, probably. I would say. Yeah. Probably a little bit. Um, and I was thinking before this happened, we were going to talk about Deion Sanders because that name has come up a few times. We yep. haven't talked about it. Mm-hmm. Is it the most legitimate candidate in the world? I don't think so. I think Deion Sanders would make a really good Power 5 coach somewhere. I don't think he's ready to come to a big market like Nebraska quite yet. Nebraska is a, a different place. I think it would probably require something different than what Dion has to offer. Um, do I think Dion would be an improvement over our current situation? Do I think he'd be an improvement over Scott Frost? Would he get us to a bowl game? Yes, yes, yes. But I don't think he would. I think it would be another case of like, this wouldn't be <laughs> the optimum hire when you probably have like 10 other names out there who you could reasonably get who would be better for this current situation. Now, he would recruit like crazy. Yeah. And one thing I do think where this rumor might be coming from is I think Dion or Dion's camp or Dion's agent might be floating some stuff out there because I've also seen quite a bit of buzz starting today for Dion at Colorado. 
Dion to Colorado. I was gonna th- I was gonna say Arizona State might be a good option. I think that would be a great option. Honestly, yeah. I think Auburn would be a great option for him too. I think he has a lot of carry in the South. So Eric Strickland uh, is at one hundred six three. The ticket ninety ninety seven. The ticket yep. texted Dion Sanders, and Dion said, "No truth to it, my brother." Oh, so really officially shot right? down. That's news to me. <laughs> no truth. <laughs> that's that's tough for the people that wanted prime. No, no, I mean, no Deion truth. Sanders would be fucking electric. I think everyone knows that. Not an ounce of truth to it. Um, Dion is an interesting guy because in some ways he's very, very old school, um, which I think bodes well. There's been a lot of clips of him in a lot of ways telling his players he's very old school in how they should act. I mean, Deion Sanders, mm-hmm. obviously Deion Sanders, but, you know, he'll, there's videos of him. Hey, no slides. I don't want to see. You know, I don't want to see you sit in the back of the class. I don't want to see you in hoodies, that kind of stuff. He wants. I love guys. that. I yes. really do love that. Yes. It's that. something I think the Nebraska program's been missing since Bo Pelini is a focus on sort of the student part or the holistic attitude approach to life. You represent this university and everything that you do and yeah. building guys as young men. And I think a lot of guys have that focus. Um, I don't think we've had that for the past four or five years, right. I would say. I know he was I mean, worried. You had Bo Pelini was was going to class, making sure guys were there. Bo he, Pelini was going to the clubs at two a.m. to make sure to no make one was sure out there. there. Yeah, he, Bo Pelini. Bo Pelini's setting an alarm so he could wake up from South Lincoln, throw throw a a pair of khakis and a gray hoodie on to drive down to. He slept in the hoodie. junction and no, make the bar, the bar, the bar, the bar, the bar, the bar. Grab a rail dog and, and make sure that his players weren't out that late drag will compton out by the scruff of his neck that's true um yeah i i honestly i think there's a lot of positive qualities about dion and i think he will succeed at the power five level i just think nebraska is such like a unique situation that i think dion could have success but i also think he would burn out here very quickly do you like what what is what are, what are hbcus is that niaa level no that's uh they're fcs Okay, FCS, right? Yeah, it yeah. would be very shocking to see a guy go from an FCS university right to, to a top tier uh, job in Power Five. Yeah, which you have seen. I mean, the North Dakota State have we? pipeline. Yeah, so you've got um, Craig Bull, who is at Wyoming, and then, excuse me, Chris Kleiman, who's at uh, K State. They've both done it from that same university. From Jackson State? No, from North Dakota State. So they jumped from North Dakota State. Chris Kleiman went straight to... Uh, K-State. K-State? Okay, yep. interesting. Mm-hmm. K-State's probably not premier, but... It's not no, bad. it's a Definitely power... It's bad. like a... They're a good Power 5 program. They're yes. Really, I mean, and he was taking over for a legend, too. Mm-hmm. So part of it was that, like, might have been a tough job. There might not have been a lot of people to say yes to that. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people wanted to take over for Snyder because it's a, a lot of, you know... You've got a guy who's retiring who's like names on the field and they're building a statue for him. That makes it tough. Um, But, you know, that is the premier FCS program. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of the one that we've seen head coaches transition from there going straight to a Power 5 job. Or I guess Wyoming's not a Power 5, but... Well, let me ask you this. Do you think the hire has already been made? Because we have not heard a lot since that day with all the smoke. And it's... it, it, it. very much doesn't seem like Mickey Joseph. We obviously love Mickey Joseph. Um, some questions seems like he is totally out of the running to be head coach. Yeah, I mean, unless things go really, really well, 
we're going to be sitting at a six-game losing streak. You would have to beat Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, to make a bowl game, but even to like... I, I don't know. I don't see him beating Iowa or Wisconsin as the team is currently constructed. Now, Casey Thompson comes back. That changes things significantly. But if you're Casey Thompson, what what is uh, left for you this season, right? I mean, are you going to get drafted based on what you've done in the first half? And is the last two games going to change that? I think at this point, the whole team is just playing for film, whether that's for a current sure. for their next school for the draft um, I think the writing is on the wall as to not necessarily who the next coach is going to be, but the fact that there is going to be a different head coach. Every single guy is playing. You know who I feel the most bad for on this team? Who's that? Oshawa Mathis. He came over yeah. a highly touted recruit. from. He wanted to be a mercenary. From TCU, he came over. That team is now ranked number four. We have, we're what, three and seven right now? Woof. That is a big oof. Now, obviously, that team is doing well. Oshawan's played okay. I think he hasn't now, blown off the has stats. Has it been disclosed what his NIL deal is? I would assume it's pretty good. I would very yeah. much hope it's good. So that sort of, you know, makes you feel a little bit better for him. But, yeah, I mean, certainly he's in a worse football situation. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I hope he has improved his draft stock. I don't know what year he is. That's bad uh, research. He does. Plan. He does have another year of eligibility. Eligibility. So yeah. there's a good chance. So he could choose to enter the draft, or he mm-hmm. could play another year. Uh, good chance he plays another year. Maybe he. I, I think a lot of guys probably waiting to see who enters as head coach. Yep. Who their new position coach is going to be. That kind yep. of stuff to see if they transfer. I would say that's probably the majority of the players. Right. Obviously, I think that's got to be the message in the locker room is, hey, you know, you're still playing for this, t- this, this team. You're still playing for the guys to your right and left. But, yep. you know, we're playing for uh, you're playing individually, not necessarily to win a game, uh, but to, you know, look good. And then this week, going into the big house, going to Michigan, 31 point underdogs, probably the biggest underdog we've ever been. Obviously, sports gambling has never been this legal, um, but looks to be the toughest odds Nebraska's ever faced. Mm-hmm. I think we were a th- two. I did see. Or I did see from Sam McEwen. Uh, how many times, Joe, has Nebraska ever been a thirty-one point underdog in basketball? Oh Jesus! Once. They've never been a thirty-one point underdog in basketball. So I think we were a two or three point underdog last year against Michigan. So yeah, we played them. We played them like it. We played them like it. We yeah, were a much, much better, better team last year. Yes, we were a much better team last year. That was, I mean, I've said what I've said about last year. We we clearly had struggles with with getting the job done, but it's it's not the, as though we were a terrible team, right? We were in it. Everyone knows how the last season went. We were super competitive. Couldn't find a way to win. Um, yeah, last year's team, I think, beats this year's team like they beat Northwestern last year. That win against Northwestern was kind of funky. Like, mm-hmm. we, we obviously beat the hell out of him, but even watching Dominant. the highlights, like, the first play, Adrian Martinez bombed the Samari Torre, mm-hmm. and it was like a, it was a terrible underthrown ball, and Torre comes back in double coverage and catches it. It's like every play was, there was a lot of great plays, but it was more mm-hmm. Northwestern. Like, if that, yeah. we had played a week later, like, Northwestern might have won that game. Like, it was just kind of weird. It was weird. Now, you did have, you know, the week after that Northwestern game was the Michigan game, but... You had um, oh, that was such an electric environment. That was in Michigan. Electric. I was losing my shit. 
for that Northwestern game, you had a healthy Teddy Prohaska, who you know looks like a creative character in a video game. There's he's oh come on, six foot eight, Skyrim three hundred and ten pounds, and he's got like, you know, he he could be he he's got like abs, right? So crazy, crazy. He's still growing for an offensive lineman, right? He could get up to some serious weight. Obviously, I think. Most potential of anyone on our team right now in terms of playing at the next level is Teddy Prochka. So we need to get him healthy. That's probably offseason goal number one. Um, which that Nebraska team had a healthy Teddy Prochka against Northwestern. Um, but you also had a defense that was loaded with six-year seniors. Yes. Which you don't... The 24-year-olds, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, obviously that's, that's going to help. You can coach a guy two years longer than you typically could. Make anyone look good. Yeah. How much longer do we have with guys who have like COVID years left? Is it another like two years? Um, so theoretically, so we just played against Minnesota, who yeah. had uh, what's his face? Do you know his name off the top of your head? The quarterback, Tanner Morgan. Tanner Morgan. I think this is Tanner Morgan's sixth year. Mm-hmm. So okay, so here's how theoretically it can go. Everyone gets four years of eligibility yep. once you start a sport. Yep. You can be, you can redshirt if you don't play four games. You can medical redshirt if you're eligible and you have an injury, whatever, whatever. Yep. And then a COVID year. Dang. So four, five, six. Technically, you could play seven years. Theoretically. Holy smokes. Is, Is that because I, I think I read that Damian Jackson, Jackson still has another year of eligibility. Damian so Jackson. We saw him on the sideline for Buffalo. Former Navy SEAL, yeah. Going viral. Played in Nebraska. I saw him around campus a few times, literally like eight feet wide. That guy's a brick wall that with feet. He is absolutely enormous. Beautiful beard. Thank you for your service on Veterans Day. Transferred to Buffalo. Um, yeah, I mean, he was, I think, 26 his freshman year, too. He was super old. Yeah, he was already out of the service. He, um, he although he's 30 years old right now. He started when Mike Riley was the coach. Did he? Yeah, I think that that's how long he, Damian Jackson's been playing. <laughs> he started when Mike Riley was coaching at Nebraska. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't like 2017. I'm pretty sure it was 2016. Riled up, dude. Yeah. So 31 point, 31 point underdogs against Michigan this weekend in the big house at the big house. Uh, What? So um, so I would say the interesting thing is um, Michigan's obviously been dominant. They're in the college football playoff right now. They're undefeated. They're ranked three in the country. A lot of their wins, their recent wins have been blowouts, but they've been like basically tied entering like halfway through the third quarter. Like, it seems like this is a team that just once they just kind of pound and pound and pound. And once they start running through, like, kind of more old school Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you can run the ball that effectively. Yeah, it, you're going to you're going to have these huge fourth quarter disparities. I don't know the exact odds. Uh, Blake Corm, I believe, is leading the Heisman conversation right now. Uh, he's over a thousand yards, 16 touchdowns. Uh, our leading rusher is Anthony Grant, who has 906 touchdowns. God, Blake Quorum, 16 touchdowns. That's a lot of fucking touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I don't... 30, That's what an offensive line will do for you. 31 points is a fucking lot. That's that's kind of insane. Like, here, Nebraska here. has not looked great. I just... That line seems... Like, I expected this to be like a 21-22, which is bad. 21-22 points, bad. 31 is absolutely insane. So, so that's like... like um, do, do we have an over-under for this game? Over-under is... So essentially, they're predicting like 48 to 17. 49 is the yeah. over-under. So 49 points total, and we're... Okay, so... They're expecting us to score 18 points or so? No, that's like... Um, what is that? Quick math. Who can do it first? 
That's like, like 40, 40 to no. Yeah, yeah like 40 to 10. That's good math. Hey, Thank look you. at us. I appreciate it. Let's go. Um, Not just a handsome face. And that's. I honestly, I, I, I really liked our defense the past few weeks. I think Bill Bush has done a really good job. Nebraska's, yes. Yes. And Bill Bush has done an incredible job. This defense was fucking horrendous when he took over. This is the worst Nebraska defense of all time. Bill Bush comes in. Looks like a solid defense against yeah. pretty much besides Purdue. Every defense has looked pretty good. Like Illinois, they allowed 26 points. That's on the offense. Offense can't go, can't go six th- straight three and outs. No, that's going to completely fuck over your right. defense. Um, and Illinois and I is could, a good team. Like, like, I don't think we're going to hold Michigan under 30 or anything like that. And I, you know, I'm not predicting us to win, but no, tell me who the quarterback is this weekend. And then I'll tell you what I think. I would be shocked. Actually, I don't know. And this has been a lot of talk around uh, the guys in the know, I guess, if we're going to call it. And this isn't, we're not privy to any private information or anything, but we're not at practice. The dynamic between uh, Mark Whipple and Mickey Joseph has been, there's been a lot of discussion about that. Yeah, I mean, well, well, you saw it last week in the press conferences. Mark Whipple was pretty uh, perturbed by some of the things that Mickey had said. About what? About the uh, quarterback situation. Um, so, uh, Mark Whipple picked Chubba per yes. Chubba Purdy. Yeah. Right. Nice. Cause he can throw the ball downfield better. So the knock of it. So Chubba when playing has not looked good. There's, no, and we're not, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to be guys who bash college players too much. They're still kids, all that stuff. Um, but he's just, he doesn't look like he's played football before when he enters. And I'm sure he's, <laughs> we're not going to, oh my it's, I, the game's moving really fast for him. That's what it looks like. Is the decisions look like they're they're having to be made too quick for his comfort? It seems like he just because he obviously has something to him. Yeah, um, and I think he practices a lot better than he plays, which is why he's getting the starts. Yes, over Logan Smothers. So maybe it's a pressure thing. Um, maybe it's like the, yeah, practicing against the Nebraska defense is a lot different than practice, than playing against the Illinois defense. Uh, but pressure is not going to be less in the big house than it is in Memorial State. Maybe it's, and it might be a thing where maybe Logan Smothers is a bad practicer because that's certainly a thing that we that you know that's a thing that guys have too. We have seen Logan Smothers. I mean, we've seen him play well. Like I don't know if we've ever seen him come in and play really poorly. When's the, what's the best we've seen from Logan Smothers? Is it last year's Iowa game? Uh, it definitely looked limited, looked good against Iowa. Obviously, that you know was very twenty twenty one Nebraska. Looked great for a while, and then just completely imploded. You definitely can't put it all on him. Yeah, um, a lot went wrong. But well, here's the thing. I think you try and make this. I think you try and cover the spread if you're Nebraska this week. Right? Well, yeah, you try. <laughs> um, let's win this fucking game, boys. Come and on. what's tough is Michigan is the number one rush defense in the country. Very well deserving of that. They've got a pretty insane defense and a really good defensive coordinator. Allowing 72 rush yards per game. That's tough. Um, That's tough. We're not going to score a lot of points, but I think we can... If adding a quarterback who is capable and willing to run the football to the mix definitely makes it a lot harder on defenses to stop the run. So, I, I mean... If it's Logan Smothers, I think we cover the spread. If it's Chuba, I think it's probably pretty tough. Because I, I, I think this Michigan team is really, really good. Yeah. Oh, so do I. I think they're incredible. But, I mean, Nebraska needs, like, and, uh, and this could also be a scenario where we get the absolute fuck kicked out of us. But, like, the score doesn't really reflect that. I think that's possible, too. 
where they just run the where they're up, you know, 21 points in the fourth quarter, whatever they just run the ball. Maybe they get up 28 late, but 30 is just that's an insane number. Like Nebraska, like they Michigan can put in their second if it's that big of a blowout, Michigan can put in their second team guys, Nebraska can put in their second or third string guys, whatever. Maybe you get like a late touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Garbage 30 yeah. is a fucking lot. Like Nebraska is obviously not good, but they're not like an atrocious team. Like I don't that line seems like a and obviously the line should be a lot. I think 30 is too much. I think Nebraska covers. So a name that has come up, and I've heard this name a little bit, kind of never took it seriously because I think it would sure. be an absolute disaster, is Jeff <laughs> Munkin, the Army coach. Yeah. Um, Scott, we can't, we can't hire this guy, right? No, I don't think we can. I don't think we can. And I am someone who I think is way higher on Munkin. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm someone who's way higher on Munkin than I think most people are. Um, that The offense that he runs is just so hard to scheme for because you have to be so sound in your assignments every single play um running that double wing if they come out and run the t um or even if he switches it up a little bit but or runs what he wants to run out of the i formation um i do think it is such a hard offense to coach against that he would have success here immediately um but after a while coaches will figure it out Teams will figure it out. Players will figure it out. And I don't think he would be a good coach for sustained success at Nebraska. Now, I do think he could come in and like fix the culture a little bit. I think he could probably get us to a bowl game next year, but I think you definitely are putting a low ceiling on the program by bringing in Jeff Munkin. I have never been accused of being an X's and O's guys. Mm-hmm. I'm a Jimmy's and Joe's guys. I'm, sure. I'm a stories guy. Uh-huh. Coach at Army, yeah. no recruiting. There's no scholarships. No. Everyone's there. They, well, they get scholarships. They get paid. Their college is paid for. College is paid for. Right. This, I think this. If this. If Jeff Munkin is Huge hired, rosters. That is a very bad sign for our program. Jeff Munkin. I mean, playing at Army. Like that's is Army even considered Power Five? Like you're coaching no, no, guys. Very independent. You're coaching guys like not even in, in the Army, right? That are going to be, like, captains in the Army. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no NFL players that come out of Army. Like, there's no... no. I think think there was, like, one Navy player that came out, and then, like, an Air Force guy, and he wanted special dispensation so he could play in the NFL, and they denied it. I think this is... I think this is low ceiling, and I think it's low floor, too. Like, I don't think there's really (laughs) any proof. I think this is just old head Nebraskans looking at an I formation and going, Oh my God, that's yeah. what we need in Nebraska. And we don't, well, it's not we even, it's it. not even, it's not even I formation. Just win a it. fucking game. I don't care how we win. I don't care how an offense looks. I don't care if we run the ball a lot. I don't care if we throw the ball a lot. Let's just find a way to win. Use what, I mean, throwing it, running it. It doesn't matter. You just do what you can do best. If you have the guys where you're great at running the football, run the football. Yeah. If you have, you know, an elite quarterback and great wide receivers, good line, throw the football. If you have an elite offensive line, you have a great running back, run the football. I don't care. Let's win some games. I would like to see. I mean, we're not, we're young, right? Yeah. We're young as people, mm-hmm. but we ain't as young as we once was. No. All right. We're, are you 26? You're 25. I'm 25. So we're 25 years old. Obviously yeah. very young. This team has stunk as long as we could possibly remember. I know, we had we've had championship appearances in our lifetime. Yes, we were what four years old, three. Oh, uh, national, national championship appearance. Yeah, yeah two thousand one. Two thousand one. So, so I was four years old. Yeah, I was. I think we were three, technically. The best, like it's the just, most fun I've had. Like the last time we were like 
this was a good Nebraska football team was maybe like 2011. 2011. Like, Taylor Martinez junior year, they were pretty Taylor Martinez, Levante David. Was that Amir? Amir on that team? Sexy Rexy was. It was, yeah, Rex. Rex, Roy Hillu. So sexy, dude? I would like to see this team be good before I die. <laughs> and Jeff Mung is not going to be. Define good. Define good. I mean, through the course of my entire lifetime, obviously I'd like to see this team win a national championship, which is not. I mean, you got you got like set. I think, I like think the goal, years. I think an appropriate goal for the next coach mm-hmm. is making the 12-team playoff within five years. That's... That's another A. That's a great fucking point, Scotty. 12-team playoff changes head coaching searches. It does. Definitely does. It changes the whole format of, of all good college football programs. Because right. now... And, well, the Big Ten is also changing, too. No more Big Ten West. No more Big Ten West. So winning, the Big Ten, winning the Big Ten West is not going to be a thing. Now, whether it's going to be, like, your pod of four teams or... You know, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to structure it. Nobody's figured that out yet. Nobody knows if we're even going to add more teams or not. But let's assume over the last few years, we have assumed big organizations are good at organizing everything, so it'll all work yeah. out and nothing will go poorly. Yeah, I mean, and it's probably they they know how they're doing it, but it's no longer going to be the Big Ten West. So that's no longer your goalpost. No, because that so, was that was a fucking easy. That was a close goalpost too to win the Big Ten West. Right, but it seemed as though you had to play in a very specific way to do it. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah. You in if being able to beat Iowa and Wisconsin and Minnesota meant you have to play in a certain way because if you didn't play that certain way, one of those teams was going to catch you. Mm-hmm. And we saw that because those teams would always consistently go and upset teams from the other side who were more talented and were better. But when you have to play, yeah. I mean, you have to play. These Big Ten West teams, back to back to back to back in November, they're going to, you know, shove the rock down your throat, and you better be able to stop it, and you better be able to run it yourself, because that's how you win, you know, outdoor games in the Big Ten West. This is November football in Big Ten West, brother. But the Big Ten West is done. Yeah. Done. After next year. Is it? Where's one more? There's one more year, right? 2023. Yep. That's the last year. And so, I don't put any expectations on the Big Ten West on the next coach. In terms like, I would like it to happen. Sure. Fucking sweet. I don't expect it to happen. Go out on top, dude. One last (laughs) go around. I don't think you should hire the next coach with the Big Ten West in mind. No. Although I do think Jeff Munkin would be one of those guys that you would hire. If you you were assured the Big Ten West was going to exist for 10 years, I think he probably wins two or three of them. That's, yeah, but that's, I mean, he's not getting beyond that. No. At all. And then you would go. He doesn't recruit. Like you can't hire a guy who doesn't recruit. Like what no, are but you about? would have to. It would just like depend what kind of uh, assistance you put around him. Yeah, but, but that like, that would be an offense like we were talking about before with players waiting to see who the coach was to transfer. That would be a guy who you'd see a crazy amount of transfers for, but also a guy who would be able to do more with less out of like. That's true. You you would have like five offensive linemen that are just from Nebraska. You know what I mean? Like, Trev Alberts has he has not said an insane amount. He has listed some qualities he's looked for, and he wants this to be the premier development program of the Midwest. Right. Which could not is what I does mean, he mean by that? Does he mean develop guys to be NFL players, or does he mean develop walk-ons into being all big I, all Big Ten players? I assume the way things are going, especially with NIL, he means NFL. 
Um, I, I mean, you develop a really good college player, you're going to develop a guy who's going to be good in the NFL. It's just mm-hmm. they kind of go hand in hand. But a guy who, I mean, they don't, Army's it's Army. Like they don't. Who's the Who's the premier development program in the Big Ten right now? In the Midwest or just in the Midwest? Oh, well, I guess Ohio State. Yeah, I think it's Iowa. Really, in terms of taking three star guys and turning them into NFL guys, that's fair. That's got to be Iowa. That's fair. You might be right. Hate to say it, but hate to say. It. Well, you got to give them credit. You got to give them credit. You do, but I mean, Ohio State's fucking Ohio State. They got NFL. yeah, true. But You're they're just pulling in. They have more talented guys come in. Yes. So by developmental program, he either means taking walk-ons and turning them into Big Ten talent, all Big Ten talent. Or taking three-star guys and putting them in the NFL. And it could mean both. It could be a mix of both. Yeah. But Iowa is doing that at a better rate than anybody. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you got anything else you want to add on? Um, Till next time? Any names Any names that, that you think it might be? Oh, that I, I think yeah, it might if be? Yeah, if you gun to your head right now, who's our, who's your next coach? Who's I our next coach? Like, who do I want or who I think it is? Who do you think it is? I think it's Matt Rule. You think it's Matt Rule? I think there was a lot of smoke, and then there was just absolute quiet. I think I that's something. Think, also, I think if Matt Rule wasn't going to coach, I think he would just say it publicly. Yeah. I think I think the yeah. biggest competitor is just taking a year off, which sure. I would fucking take. If I, I mean, if I'm Matt Rule, I'm fucking retiring. I'm fucking see you later. I'm right, because it doesn't right. It doesn't affect the amount that he's getting he's getting paid. made either way. I th- I just it's. I mean, it could be Lance Leipold. I think that's more than Nebraska media wanting it to be Leipold. I would love Lance. Um, I am okay with Lance Leipold. I think that that's a decent possibility. I think that's like an A minus higher. Yeah, I'd put it in like the B plus A minus kind of deal. Yeah. I just, I really, and I don't have any private information. I just, I think a guy, if Matt Rule's not going to take a job this year, I think he would just be like, hey, I'm not taking the job. Right. Like, I think that's and obviously he was just fired from Carolina um, and being fired from a pro job. I don't think you get as much heat. I think it's like, oh, I mean, from plenty, plenty fans, of really plenty of like literally the best college coaches of all time have been fired from the NFL. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. Nick Saban was fired. Pete Carroll was fired. Pete Carroll at one point was fired and then went back to college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Urban. Urban didn't work in the NFL. Dude, Urban's like top five college coaches of all time and like winning yeah. percentage, bowl winning percentage. And he was embarrassing in the NFL. Embarrassingly horrible. Yep. Yeah. Which I know. So was so was Saban. So was Saban. They were Saban terrible. It was a disaster. Where was he? Miami? Miami. Miami. Um, yeah, I would say probably I just Matt Rule just makes too much sense. Like if he's not going to if he's just going to take a year or two off, I get it. But if you're going to take one year off and then come back to college mm-hmm. and Nebraska is a place you'd consider, are you really just going to be like, ah, nah, like you don't necessarily know what's going to be. It, Cause a lot of that just depends on what's open. Yeah. Um, so I just think Matt rule would take it if he wants it's, I don't think he would just be like, ah, I would take it if this were next year, but I really want to golf a lot for six months. Um, I'm not going to take it. And I think yeah. I, th- I think you could probably I don't know, but I think you could your Trev Alberts. You can kind of spin the fact that he's getting paid no matter what. Yeah. So I think Trev Alberts can say, "Hey, we're not going to pay you a ton while this happens. Like, even if we're going to give you ten years or something like that, the first seven while you're getting, I think it's seven while you're getting paid by Carolina, we're technically only going to pay you like a hundred grand because you're getting paid the same regardless. And then we're going to give the rest to the assistant, and we're going to let you just go fucking ham on assistance. You're yeah. going to get whatever assistant you want." Yep. And I think that's, 
I mean, I think they also give him carte blanche, if you will, uh, to do whatever he wants with his program. And I mean, you look at those facilities. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think Trev Alberts is a carte blanche kind of guy. I think Trev Alberts has a pretty good idea of what he wants out of this program, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be more heavy-handed, certainly more heavy-handed than Bill Moose. But he's shown Moose. he 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 sucked. Trev knows exactly what he wants out of this football program, yeah, and he's willing to step in and tell coaches. I don't this think is how he's you need too to specific. It. I think he might seem specific. I think he all. I mean, ultimately, I think all he cares about is getting somebody who wins and is not a scumbag. I just think he has so many very specific ideas of what he wants his program to be. Well, he wants, what does he want? He wants a guy, not too many hobbies. Right. Football. That's pretty common. Should It's usually pretty common with head football coaches. Not a, not a seven handicap golfer. Is it seven or was Scott Frost a five handicap? Scott Frost was usually like 7.5 or something like that. Pretty good. Pretty good. Like that, That's a legit handicap. <laughs> credit to credit's due. Scott Frost is averaging under an 80. I mean, I guess. That's legit. Um, if we had that much free time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he wants this to be a premier development program. He wants, um, he wa- he, like, what is nothing- it? He's like, he wants like football. He wants like a, a tough team. He thinks football is a gladiator sport. And then the other news we've heard is he's such, he's so cool. it is one thing I've heard. It's a name that nobody is talking about. And it is a major college football coach. That's the biggest leak we've heard from the most reliable source. That was that's when kind of I feel like Lane Kiffin's name kind of took off, and I've been listening. To that Taylor, was when Lane Kiffin. I've been listening to some Taylor Swift to try to manifest Lane to Nebraska too. I would love Lane Kiffin. I Lane think that would be great. Be I, honestly, awesome. he's probably up there in like the top four coaches. I think it'll be. I think Matt Rule. When I thought it was going to be Matt Rule, is that day when we all thought that they were going to like have a press conference. Yeah. And so then it was like, okay, well, it's clearly not anybody coaching currently. I think there's a good chance that that day there was a flurry and potentially there was a vote by the, what is that, executives? Yeah, they didn't have an official Board of Regents meeting, so they right. didn't have to disclose what was I think about. there might have been a decision, maybe not formally, but I think there might have been a decision made around then. Yes. Which I could agree. mean a few things, but obviously no press conference was made. Mm-hmm. Um, But I feel good. I think Nebraska is going to... I mean, it can't get worse than this, but hopefully they hire an absolute fucking dog. I think we don't hear... Gun to my head. I'm putting the, my, the own gun to my head. Joe's Hell now yeah. putting a gun to my head. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Who's it going to be, Scott? I think it's going to be Stoops. Mark Stoops? Yeah. Out of Kentucky? Yep. I think he fits all the descriptions. Premier developmental program. Does more with less. A guy who is you know at odds with his administration once out i think a guy basketball who, school basketball that's, school. that's a big that's a big He's, thing that's yeah. a big thing because some schools are basketball first and mm-hmm. that matters to football coaches who want to win big and i think he plays a style of football he's not necessarily like a scheme guy he's more of a developmental guy whereas like kiffin is more of a scheme guy yeah does that make sense so i think he checks all the boxes for all the descriptions that we've been hearing, and he's a name that is not being talked about. Because I think all the rumors that we've heard are like it's usually like agents floating stuff out there so they can get buzz around their guy. Yeah. Um, and we haven't heard a lot of buzz. I think I think whoever it is that gets hired is going to be somebody like, whoa, we didn't see that coming. So that's why I'm thinking it's Stoops. Obviously, I'm putting myself out there a little bit with this. Um, but 
You're going to get dunked on so hard if you're wrong, dude. And I, you know, yeah, <laughs> I'm taking a chance. I'm taking a chance. Uh, but if I'm right, you heard it here first. Yeah. All right. Just pretty much just trying to manifest stoops. Thursday night football continues to disappoint. Primetime in general continues to disappoint. The Carolina Panthers beat the Atlanta Falcons 25-15. Another ugly slop fest. Technically a battle for one team for the NFC South. Mm-hmm. Falcons could be leading the NFC South. Would have been 5-5 five and five if they had won. I think it was presumed that they were going to win. Carolina Panthers seemed like they were mailing it in after firing head coach, after getting rid of their best player, after getting rid of their... Rid of one of their best receivers. After benching the starting quarterback. Benching After benching their backup quarterback. On their third string quarterback. Uh, Atlanta Falcons. Marcus Mariota has a terrible game. I mean, absolute horrendous game. In a torrential, not, I don't think it was a torrential downpour, but it was, it was raining heavily. It was wet. Yeah. Um, I keep saying the Panthers are going to run out of juice, but I also keep forgetting that they get to play six games against the NFC South. So NFC South. It's I mean, the worst division we've seen in years. There's been so much talk about how bad Tom Brady and the Bucks have looked, which they have looked bad. But right now, it seems like they're clearly going to make the playoffs with just how bad this division is. I thought the yeah, Saints. The, I mean, they'll make the playoffs at eight and nine, like right, one, and then they'll be hosting a playoff game. One week ago, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Saint, I think Saints going to win this division." Then the Saints look like shit. Every team in this division looks like absolute dog shit. At Ter- no point terrible. have they like looked good. Like. The same, well, I suppose the Saints against the Raiders put shutting them out, but like, who knows what's going on with the Raiders? Right? Well, how many how many years do we have to say what's going? Like, what, who knows what's going on? Like, they're the Raiders. Apparently, a couple more because I seem to never get it. No, this I is just, this is I just, watched Hard Knocks three years ago and I've fallen in love with the Raiders. Raiders, Chargers every year. Oh, they're going to be good. They're not good. Occasionally, they win a big game. It's just that's the NFL, baby. Yep. Um, just look like shit, baby. I think that's who the Raiders are. Um, but my thought, my coming away thought is the Atlanta Falcons drafted Desmond Ritter. Is there a reason you're not seeing what you got in the young guy? I don't think there's any thought now. I mean, there was probably some thought that Marcus Mariota might still have some juice to be a starting uh, NFL quarterback. Has played good ball as a starter, has played well as a backup. Um, well, I mean, it's not like you got much different out of him than you've gotten in previous weeks. It's just, I don't know. Maybe he's making the, some very questionable decisions. The Panthers game. have... Uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe that's true. Maybe his decision-making has been worse. Uh, I suppose asking him to throw the ball 30 times has been like double what they've asked him to throw in certain In weeks. the rain. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose NFL teams, if you get enough film on Marcus Mariota, you're going to figure him out, right? And it's just been a few years. Teams had deleted their storage, and then they, had to, they forgot <laughs> how to beat Marcus Mariota. But now it seems like pretty much everyone's got his number again. But... Donta Foreman looks crazy for the Panthers. Lavishka Chenault yeah, had a forty-yard yeah, touchdown did. and hit. Did you see him? He hit the fucking John Wall. John Wall. Is it, do the Panthers have a really good O line? Is that is that what this is, or is this <sighs> just know. we're all coming around to the fact that the Falcons have the worst roster in football for the second year in a row? Maybe it's just like the Falcons. Kyle Pitts has still not looked great, which seems nope. And I started confounding to me yesterday because I, I oh, thought you the Falcons would crush the Panthers. Yeah, I scored like three points. Oh boy, I mean the Falcons. They got they got London on the track. They got some guys who can do some stuff. It's just why not switch? Patterson was back. Cordero Patterson barely got any rub. I don't. Why are you not starting Desmond Ritter? What's the argument there? I know he's an older guy. I think he's a COVID year guy, so he's probably 23, 24. Um, great at Cincinnati. Who knows Who knows what they're seeing in practice, right? That's true. 
Who knows what they're seeing in practice? Still in the divisional this is, hunt. This is a weird offense that they're running, so it might it might just not be suited to his talents. The whole thing might have been for him to just wait a year. This is and, a very ragtag group. Yeah. And so I don't think if you put him in, you're setting him up for success, which is, you know, sort of the story with most rookies. But you ever watch the, uh, what was it, like the kids next door on Cartoon Network? They lived in like a giant treehouse and there was like this group of like secret agent kids and every kid was really weird. And that's kind of who the Falcons are, I think. They're just like the most ragtag, like Cordero Patterson's one of their best players. Uh, which shout out to him, he's fucking awesome. Right, but like they have Marcus some. Marcus Mariota. They got good. Like, what the fuck is this roster? Like, this roster it's just terrible. makes no sense. Like Drake, it's London's, awful. It's awful. This is an XFL roster. This, I mean, they have like I think they have some stars on there. It's just like I think Kyle Pitts probably still a guy. Um, I think the way Man, that this, I'm... I just think the way that this team is struck. Like, I don't. What the fuck is going on in Atlanta? Like, I don't. I think this was a rebuild, and they accidentally won seven games last year. You know, despite their roster, I do think Arthur Smith is one of the best coaches in the league. They Whoa, won wow. seven games last year, so they didn't get a very high-profile draft pick. Best in the league? Better than Belichick? I said one of the best. I said one okay. of the best. He's a top-ten coach. He's a top-ten coach. Okay. Um, They didn't get a super high-profile draft pick. They pro- It wasn't a very good quarterback draft either. I think they might be wanting to go quarterback again with this draft. We'll see. But Arthur Smith has shown that he's been able to do more with less at the quarterback position. Right? Completely resurrected Tannehill's career. Got him paid. Was, you know, Tannehill was like a Pro Bowl level quarterback there while Arthur Smith was his OC. Debatable. Debatable. His numbers were good. Yes, his numbers were good. (laughs) His numbers were good. People were very high on him. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, moving on. Thank fuck. Yeah, this uh, was a tough. Thursday night had been more entertaining this year so far. Really, this was this was, this was tough. This, this is was fucking tough. terrible. I don't, and Al, I think Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. I love both of them. I think they're great. I yeah, think I they like, have very I like the Amazon booth. I, like I think the they've Amazon. struggled together. I think they're still building that. Al Michaels also seems like he's ready to retire. Like he is just getting in there and he's taking. Like he's like, I mean, you'll get you'll get moments from him this year where he's like, yeah, this team ain't scoring any more touchdowns. And then when they showed uh, Dan Snyder on the side or up in the box on Thursday Night Football when Washington was playing, he was like, "Yeah, this guy's got to fucking go." And Dan Snyder's like his boss's 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 boss. Like uh, well, maybe there, uh, maybe he knows that Bezos is going to buy the the uh, Commanders. That'd be fucking sweet. And that would be he's he's just jockeying for his boss. Bezos, KD, Jay Z, Matt McConaughey. That'd be sick. That's who we got. All right. So All right. first game this weekend no. in Germany. No? Nope. Nope. Um, let's talk about Josh Allen. Oh, okay. Uh, Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, str- struggling with a UCL injury. Yes. Uh, one of the, for pretty much the whole year, has been the leading MVP candidate. Still up there. Um, has now fallen to like second or third. Uh, but assumed to have avoided something very serious in the loss against the Jets. Uh, Josh Allen had not played his best six quarters before that. Um, I think that this is, even if he, I don't think he's going to play this weekend, but if he plays, I think this is, um, I think this is a big concern because I think this, this, I mean, obviously it can get worse, but the way Josh Allen plays, the way he throws, uh, I think this is a big concern. Yeah. I mean, he throws, he, he really likes to chuck it. Um, UCL injury is something I've actually had before in the past. 
and it's something that gets better just with rest. Um, so it's going to affect the way he practices for the rest of the season, right? This is something that's not going to be a hundred percent until you get to the off season. Yeah. Um, obviously they're not going to end his season. We'll see if he needs surgery when they're done with the season, but, um, I mean, just throw, he can hurt that by just throwing it too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's something you'd have to watch for in games where he throws about 30, 40 times. It's something that's going to get worse as the game goes on. And he takes, obviously takes a lot of hits too. Yeah. But I don't think he takes the hits right to his elbow. No, but it's a compounding. Fa- it's very surprising the way he takes hits that that's not what's gotten him. It was just kind of this random play where it wasn't a dirty play or anything. He just, his arms backwards gets hit again. Um, but they play the Vikings this weekend. Vikings, very good football team, six and one, yeah. or seven and one, whatever. Um, it looks like Josh is going to play. It looks like they're going to try it. Are they going to try it? Yeah. I know. I think, I don't think, I think they're trying to make it look like he's playing. Mm. I don't think, I heard apparently the media look today at practice. They, when they got on the field, they quote unquote saw Josh Allen jogging off in a practice jersey. That sounds like gamesmanship to me. I don't think he's actually going to play. Um, I think if they're actually trying to hide that, that he was practicing, you wouldn't see it. Well, um, even if he doesn't play, Case Keenum is a very serviceable backup. Revenge game. Yeah. And for Stephon Dix, too. But Case Keenum is someone who could win you two or three games as a backup quarterback. Yeah. He's, he's good. I mean, that's a very that's a high-level backup quarterback. But the way that team is structured, that's like, like it's similar to the Chiefs in that, like, maybe not as much as the Chiefs, but, like, that team just, like, solely runs through josh allen like that's just the way they or the offense i guess i should say maybe okay let me go back on that a little bit because the bills offense they throw the ball a lot yes they they, they don't run the ball so obviously josh allen josh allen's is he their leading rusher this year is it singletary no i I think it's singletary but um it's gotta be close but they have an elite defense i mean they can win if josh allen's out for one or two games and he comes back playing great i think they're fine uh, in terms of like overall season success, if he has to be out for like four, then you start to get worried, especially since he hasn't been playing his best ball necessarily. Um, but with, you know, Case Keenum, Case Keenum can get him a few wins, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, that's right. That's what I said. I think Case Keenum, I think honestly, I think with the way the AFC is set up currently, that even with Case Keenum as their quarterback, they could be a borderline playoff team, eight and nine, nine and eight. Yeah, if I mean, they started the season with Case Keenum. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, start. Well, the other thing is starting it with him. You structure the offense how he plays football, and not because when he comes in, he's going to have to kind of play the offense as it's designed for Josh Allen. There's only so much you can do in a week. Whereas if you start with him, you know you can tailor that whole team towards him. Yeah, I do think they're probably still going to air it out. I think it's probably going to look somewhat similar, just without the quarterback run game. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be less deep shots. I don't think Case right. Keenum has the arm Josh Allen has. But I wouldn't be surprised if Case Keenum throws the ball upper 30s, low 40s. My concern is, I think, what Josh Allen brings with his legs is so concerning for teams in the past game that it could be a problem having anyone else because you you're, not, you're not worried about Case Keenum's legs like you're worried about Josh Allen. No, that's true, that's true. And I think we are starting to see the effects on that defense as the weeks have gone on, as teams are starting to run the ball more as the weather gets colder. Uh, losing Micah Hyde, their safety, probably Jordan the leader Boyer. of their defense, has really made a big effect on their ability to stop the run. They have looked a lot a lot different over the last six quarters. And this is kind of how they've been throughout the past few years when good. They've been right. a little Having streaky. Having like, tough 
starts to November. They've like been it, streaky, yeah. yeah. I think they only won ten games last season. Um, they finished strong. I'm pretty sure it was like eleven. Yeah, yeah. it was. They weren't. They. I mean, they certainly like didn't eleven get one and six. Yeah, they were just kind of streaky. I mean, they lost like a nine to six game to the Jags around this time last year. They lost that uh, wind game to the Patriots. They lost that wind game where, where the, the Patriots, Patriots only threw the ball three times. Three times. That's more. Way that was more than I thought. That was the best game. Every people were saying that game sucked. What are you talking? That's the most interesting game that happened that whole season. You fuck it. That is nothing gets you going. Like a windy game for the Patriots, divisional opponent just pounding the rock. Just pounding the rock. Big old ugly smile on Bill Belichick's face. That was a great game. That was a super interesting game. That like you're gonna remember that game the rest of your life. Wow. Yeah. Cause that's just cause nothing I'm like an elephant. Nothing gets out of this brain. Here we go. Um, all right. Scott. You know what Jerry uh Jesus Christ, what's his fucking name? Jerry Jones? You know what Jerry Jones had to say? What did he have to say? He said, I think I think Odell Beckham Jr. looked pretty good in the Cowboys helmet. Now, there have been a That's lot of teams. Right. OBJ looked good in any helmet, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, OBJ has been connected to a lot of teams in this last year. He's been hurt in the Super Bowl. He's uh, been basically taking like college recruiting official visits. Yeah. He's, he's, been he's gone to Packers games. He's gone to Giants games. He's been getting recruited by every good he's team. He's gone to Rams games. He's gone to Bucks games. <sighs> Every good team in the NFL has been talked about stinkers. for OBJ. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, OBJ is not going to a bad team. He said no. he has said that he wants this final team to be his last team. He said around like three-ish years because he's older. Like he's in his, he's might be, is he 30? He's probably close. I think his he's, rookie year was like 2014, 2015. He's older than that. He's older Mm-hmm. Um, he may only play a few more years. He's had a lot of injuries. Those coming off, kind of pile right, up. Coming off a, a tough injury. And he's had that ACL before. Like he just tore his AC, he tore his ACL with uh the Browns. Um, so he's had injuries, and he has said that he wants his next team, he wants you know to retire where his next team is. So it means he's looking commitment. he's looking for a long-term deal, not just a rental. So I think the thought was three years. Yeah. And my first thought is state income tax. No state income tax in Texas. Yeah. Big name, big market. That's got OBJ's name all over it. That it team. Seems, it seems like the perfect fit. It really seems. They could use help at wide receiver. They could use help. They could use. I mean, CeeDee Lamb's great. You don't know if he's. Right. I and think so is Scout. They have solid receivers. They, But, you know, this type of offense that they run, uh, you're pretty much always at least three wide. They, it, you could use another name there. You could use another serviceable guy to play like Z receiver or X receiver. They miss Amari Cooper a bit. That fifth That's round true. pick's not That's helping true. them much. That Amari was Cooper, Amari Cooper's having a good year with the, with the Browns right now. Yeah, Amari Cooper's a fantastic receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, you add OBJ to that offense, I think you really got something cooking. I think the marketing yeah. would be fantastic. I think that's what Jerry's going to want. I think Jerry will pay the fuck out of him. Um, I think that this is could not be more a match made in heaven. What's the, uh, do the Falcons have the cap space to pay for it? Or not the Falcons, excuse me, the Cowboys. Cowboys? I mean, I think they find room. I think, I mean, I don't know how much restructuring you can do right now. Um, and I don't know how much you would pay him for this season is the other thing. You're paying him for the future. Like, you're probably not paying him that much. Because, I mean, how many games is he going to play in this year? Like, he's not, thoughts, he's probably got another month left of recovery. So he may only play in three or four uh, regular season games, if really any. I mean, he's coming to a team 
this year to win the Super Bowl. The Cowboys have six point nine million free in cap, which is actually a pretty good amount for this late into the season. That's, That's definitely enough good. to cover an OBJ contract. Definitely. Um and on top of that, the first year of a lot of these contracts are usually pretty light on the cap because you can spread a lot of it out with yeah. the uh the what's it called? Signing bonus. Signing bonus. Yeah. There's a lot of restructuring that can be done if needed. So they got they they got the money to do it. They they do. They got they the do. money, they got the name recognition. It just makes too much sense. Like it made too much sense for him to go to LA. The big, you know, you're in LA. It's Ob- Odell Beckham Jr. To go to Dallas seems like the logical step. No income tax, so that's immediately a huge raise, basically. Um, they got the money. I think he fits beautifully into that offense. I think he makes them. I think that they're like a fringe Super Bowl contender right now. I think yeah. with OBJ, they become a very serious Super Bowl contender with right. that defense. Yeah. Well, in the NFC, not very strong. Um, so the only other the you're best, probably getting yeah. if you if you're probably getting an automatic win. You, the like the Cowboys getting the first wild card spot and going to play in Tampa. Now, obviously, it's not easy to beat Tom Brady at home in the playoffs, but. That's probably going to be an eight and nine team. The Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Scott, let's talk about. Do you want to make our picks for this weekend? Let's do it. Hell yeah! I might sprinkle in a couple of a uh, couple anytime touchdown scores I like in a specific game. I got I got some thoughts. That's a little tease for okay. you. In Germany. Deutschland. Seattle Seahawks. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay minus three is the line. Does that surprise you, Joe? Um, no, I think Tom Brady being on a team affects the line a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been thinking about this one a while and I think that there's a clear thought that a lot of people are going to have that this is like a stinky line. They clearly want you to bet the Seahawks. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I saw the Seahawks getting off that plane. They were dancing like crazy. They were having like a mosh pit at practice. I think that this team is, I think the Seahawks are clicking. I think they're solid. I think this is a well-built team. I think they like taking pot shots at Russell Wilson. Uh, I think Buccaneers are just still too injured. Uh, I think that the Seahawks play football the way the Buccaneers want to play the football. I'm taking Seahawks. Minus three. I think you're right. I think this is a rat line, but I'm done picking against the Seahawks. I'm going all in. The Seahawks are a good football team. Good fucking football team. Seahawks are a good football team. Seahawks are winning this game. Hell yeah. By more than three. Hell yeah. Hey, and we get to wake up. It's going to be a lot better than last week. Last week, there was what, like two games in the three o'clock window. That was fucking horseshit. Mm-hmm. Getting, a- getting able, being able to wake up, watch football at eight, football. eight. Is it 830 or 930? I think it's 830 for us, Central Time. Um, I think those German fans are, fans are going to be loud. That, those yeah, tickets I think sold the game out in sold like out in like, yeah. 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 I think they and I think they had like 500,000 people waiting in the queue. Yeah. I think Hell yeah, I think dude. Germany is going to be going hard. Hell yeah, dude! That and they're going to be drunk as fuck. I think this is going to, you know, shout out to the English fans as well. I think they go fairly hard. I think Germany is going to be fucking going ape shit. Also, shout out Roger Goodell actually sending some good teams over for an international game instead of just feeding them the Jaguars. Yeah, I think this was supposed to be like feeding the Bucks too. I think. I mean, no one expected the fucking Seahawks to be this good. I mean, these are two big brands in the NFL. Yeah. You're giving them Tom Brady, yeah. right? You're giving them the face of the NFL. No, it's... It, whoa. Mahomes is the face of the NFL. Okay? Why don't you chill? Oh, brother. Okay. Who we got next? We got Cleveland visiting Miami. Miami is a two and a half point favorite. Miami's two and a half point... What the fuck did you just do? I just broke the mic stand. Attaboy. boy, Scott. 
Um, two and a half for the Bucks. No, Browns. Two and a half. The Browns are spotted two and a half points. Browns are spotted two and a half in Miami. On the road. Ooh. Wait, is this week 11? This is week 10. This is week 10. This is week 10. How do we, how do we feel about the Browns secondary? I think they are probably about an average NFL secondary. Ooh. What would you say? Yeah, I have a hard time not picking Miami in this game. Yeah, this is a bad matchup. This is a bad matchup. Um, little golly. I, I mean, how do you not? Okay, we got to think about this. Because mm-hmm. it's very easy to say, say Miami minus three. Mm-hmm. So are we thinking? Oh, sorry. I missed it. Actually, it's Miami three and a half. Three and a half? That changes it a little bit. That changes it a little, little bit. bit. I mean. I still like Miami on this. I'm trying to talk myself into a way where the Browns make sense. Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett, Brissett, Amari Cooper, Nick Donovan, Chubb. Peter still have Kareem Hunt. David Njoku might be back. He is back. He's for sure back. For sure back. Give me the Browns. I don't think Browns win. Give me them to cover. Cover. So you think in like a three-point loss, one-point loss? Yeah, something like that. And it, and it might be them just covering late. I think they can do that. I can see that. I like it. I hope so. I really hope so for my uh, mouth and taste bud and uh, digestion system's sake. I really need Miami to start losing games again. Yeah, he's talking about the spicy chip challenge. That could have been taken a few ways. But he's talking about chips. Uh, next game up, we've got Denver. At Tennessee, Tennessee minus two and a half. Tennessee minus two and a half. So the Browns just got rid of Bradley Chubb. Mm-hmm. Have not looked good on offense. Have good look good on defense. I do believe the Broncos' rush defense has been bad. That they're, I think they're first in pass defense. I think their rush defense has not been great. Not a great matchup for Tennessee. Uh, Tannehill back, I believe. Good yeah. chance he's back. Uh, give me a tight. Titans are minus two and a half, right? This is what, yeah, Titans minus two and a half. I would tease this up to like three and a half <clears throat> and then parlay it with a Derrick Henry anytime touchdown. So, We're in November. This is Tractor Cito season. The, the Broncos just traded away their best defensive player. Yep. The Titans are going to try and run the shit out of the ball. I think, week. yeah, give me, I'm going to take two and a half. And I like that. I like that Derrick Henry anytime touchdown score. I don't think the, I don't think the uh, Broncos finish figure. It, f- Jesus fucking Christ! I don't think they figure anything out on offense over the bye week. I think we're gonna see offensively. I think we're gonna see the same old Broncos, same old donkeys. And I think the Titans, after a tough loss, come out firing uh, on offense. And I think the threat of Tannehill being back. I think Traylon Burks might be coming back soon. I don't know if he's back for this game. Uh, give me a Titans, and I, and I like I like the uh, Derrick Henry anytime touchdown too. Give me okay next game, Detroit visiting Chicago, Chicago minus three. Ooh, oh, this is a tough. This would be the hardest game to pick of the week. So Detroit's hot. Detroit <laughs> coming red, off. Ab- these are two absolutely blazing hot teams. <laughs> red hot teams, two and six versus three and six. Uh, Ooh, Chicago wait. minus three. They, Chicago's been playing some good football recently. So offensively, they, yeah. Offensively, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, this. I found this on the way. What the fuck? Thank you, Siri. Um, thank you, Siri. I think this really feels like uh, 
I might not bet the spread, but I would bet Justin Fields 100 yards rushing. Oh, you go a full hundred. A full hundo. You're not even going to check the the line. You're just going to go full. Just a 100? full hundo. Sheesh. They they have been loving running him running the football. It's been electric for the fans. Yes. Um, I think they're in a year where they know they're not going to make the playoffs. So it's like let's get some positive storylines moving forward. I think I think the Bears probably walk away with this one, but I don't feel as good about that as I feel that Justin Fields is going to run the shit out of the ball this week. I feel like I feel like too much has been going right for Chicago fans. True. That something has to go wrong. Um, I think I take Detroit. Detroit. Detroit plus is that plus three? Yes. Yeah. Detroit plus three. Okay. Houston visiting New York Giants. Ugh. Houston is a five point dog. Houston's a five point dog. Seems like immediately I like Houston there. Really? Yeah. I would, I would like dog? to see the over under because I would love to take that under whatever it is. I think this is a running back duel. Um, I think the Texans have played some teams fairly well. I think in MetLife Stadium, I think I like the te- I think I like the Texans. I think I like the way Damian Pierce runs. I know he's got Saquon Barkley on the other side. Um, but I mean, you got this is Davis Mills, Daniel Jones matchup. Probably both. I mean, Daniel Jones has been playing well. He's not been throwing too many interceptions or anything like that. No, he's been good. They've they've been uh, gearing. Uh, I mean, it's it's not a super sustainable game plan, but they've been not asking him to do too much, and he's been pretty efficient. No. I think I think this is a get right game for the Giants. I think the Giants beat them by. A touchdown. I think the Giants beat them by 10. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel good about Texans. Give me Texans. Okay. Okay. Now, forgive me. Uh, <laughs> I clicked out of our betting odds. boy, Scotty! And now I have to load them back in. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are one and a half point favorites against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. TJ Watt's back. TJ Watt is TJ back. TJ Watt is back. Give me the what are we? Give me the fucking Steelers, dude. Yeah, I got the Steelers there too. Is there any, anything else? Over under, f- over under forty. I'm hitting the under, smashing Ooh. the under there. Wait, what? Where were we? Oh, Texans Giants over under forty one. You smashing that under? I'm going over. Are you going over? Over. Give me that fucking under, baby. Minnesota Vikings are plus three against the potentially Case Keenum-led Buffalo Bills. You have been high on the Vikings. A lot of people have been high on the Vikings. I think you have especially. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I still like, I like the Bills here. Really? I just think the Bills are a good matchup. Um, I think the, the Vikings are going to have to really run the ball well to win this game, and they just aren't super committed to doing that. Um, I do think Josh Allen plays in this game. I think it's probably high scoring, so I'm going to take the over. But also, I do like Buffalo minus three. I think it's a really bad idea for them to play Josh Allen. I think you sit him a game. I don't really get them playing him, even if you lose. Even if you're like guaranteed a loss to sit him, I think you do That's it. That's a fair point. Um, I think... I bet, if this lot, is, I bet against the Vikings a lot. I'm not going to take them this time. I think if that's the case, if you like the Vikings at all in this, like even if you think it's going to be closer, like take the Vikings now and then you get a chance. But like before that, we hear that Josh Allen is out of this game. 
and then the spread is going to kick towards the Vikings. I'm going to say, no, I feel very, okay, let me tell you why. Vikings plus three, Mm because I think they win. They find ways to win. They do. Um, They play to their level of competition. It's not been pretty. Buffalo has not looked incredible over the last six quarters. Like I said, a lot of that's because of Josh Allen. And if Josh Allen plays, I don't have confidence that he's going to look better with this strain than he has over the last game and a half, two games than he did. You know, if he was without the strain, then I wouldn't be saying this, but adding an injury onto uh, a performance that's faded a little bit. I think give me the Vikings too much swag on Kirk Cousins. I think he's going to have to maybe maybe I'll have to maybe maybe I'll adjust this. Follow us on Twitter um, at the flyover show. Uh, maybe maybe I'll adjust my pick depending on Kirk Cousins pregame outfit. Are we dropping picks the morning of? No, we're doing picks right now. But doing picks right now. Uh, I meant on Twitter. Oh yeah, well, oh I might tweet out some fucking lines I'm looking at. Hey, anytime touchdown scores coming up. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. Pl- the Jeff Saturday led Indianapolis Colts take on the dog shit Las Vegas Raiders. Indianapolis Colts plus four and a half in the giant Roomba in the desert uh, of the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh. Man, I just feel this is. I I'm out on the Raiders. I'm yep, out. But Darren Waller on IR, Hunter Renfro on IR. This whole team's packing it in. Day. Packing it in. And new coach juice for the Colts. Has there ever been a more regrettable trade from both teams than Devontae Adams to the Raiders? Uh, well, I think the Packers never had the money to pay him. I think they're... No, I think it started with the uh, franchise tag. I think if they didn't have enough money, they were close. Like, they were very, very... I think... Well, the, the Rodgers deal hadn't gotten done yet, so... Maybe. I. Th- well, I think the thing for Devontae was the franchise tag pissed him off, and he wasn't sure how much longer Rodgers... He was not sure Rodgers right. was going to be playing the rest of Devontae's career. So that was the reason he left. That's the reason he said he left. Um, but Jeff's, I mean, this is going to be the biggest game of the day just because Jeff Saturday coming in, re- basically, no, yeah. co- he has less coaching experience than you. He coached a little bit in high school. Well, I think record, he was a head I coach. I wasn't a head coach. Yeah, he had a I'm bad not record. A head coach. He had a bad record. You got right, it in three you. Hey, you got it in you, dude. <laughs> you got it in you. I think Jeff Saturday. Um, I think he's got juice. They have a twelve-year-old calling plays, dude. What? Well, he's thirty. But I. Who, who, what are you talking about? The guy calling plays is like an assistant quarterbacks coach. Oh, Jesus. Um, we can look up his name. It's like fucking. I still think. I still think you got juice. And I, I however long that lasts, we we've seen you know maybe three games, but I think you definitely get some juice out of like. Because the Colts are a talented team, and there just was this dark cloud surrounding them the past, like, nine weeks. Jonathan Taylor's back. Jonathan Taylor is back, I think, Saturday. Do you think he spends any time coaching the O-line? I think he has to. Just hovers around it? I think you're right. Man, I think if there's some juice, I don't know. I mean, and especially four and a half point dogs if Las Vegas, to the Raiders? If Las Vegas wins this game, Josh McDaniel's gone by Tuesday. You mean if Indianapolis? Yeah, if they lose. Yeah, if the Raiders lose, they're such a cash poor franchise. I know they don't want to have to pay another <laughs> a, another buyout. I don't know what's so funny about. That. I mean, it's, it's just facts. They yeah, just can't. Yeah. They don't have a lot of money to be thrown around. So I don't know. I don't know if they can afford to fire Josh McDaniels. Right now. 
Uh, but let's say if that wasn't a factor, yeah. If they lost this game, he would be out. Okay, give me give me the Colts. Why not? Let's go for a ride, huh? I'm for sure going with the Colts. Let's fucking yeah. go for a ride. All right, Jonathan just, Taylor, anytime touchdown. I would just like to point out that that was the first 3 o'clock game, and we have more 3 o'clock games. We have at least three more. That's Tight. the way to do it. Don't Tight. fucking put three, two 3 o'clock games. That's fucking four, bullshit. Four 3 o'clock games. Four give us fucking more football. Dallas Cowboys, minus 4.5 versus the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Big Mike McCarthy coming back to the to his homeland. Is this a smash the watermelon game? I don't know. I think he's going to like he strikes me as a guy who's going to cry a lot before the game. Mm. I don't know if he can bring himself to smash some watermelons before the game. I think I don't know. I don't know. The way he left there was so unceremonious. But I think I, he lived there for years after. Like I think he still has his house there. He still has his house. I think he's very close. I think What if they just don't even play a video? What if, what if there's no video played? Like, what are the odds to reintroduce him? Yeah. Oh, is that no is video, that no standing ovation? I think the way things are for Green Bay right now, they are going to give him a massive standing ovation. I think they miss yeah, him actually, right I think now. You're probably right. You're yeah. You're probably right. Cowboys um, look like one of the best teams in the NFC. Green Bay Packers look like a legitimately bad team. The um, offense is broken. The, offense the defense is, is fine. It's it's not bad. It's a defense that could take you to the playoffs, but it's the offense is broken. They just have no weapons. They, we don't we don't want to be a team or a show that shits on Aaron Rodgers all the time uh, for certain things because I don't think that's who we are. But he looks like shit, and he is not giving. Let's say not giving the answers you generally want to hear from your quarterback about performance. Um, oh, yeah, that's never been who he is, though. That's it's just so bizarre to me because it's like you'll hear like Josh Allen didn't have his best game uh, this last game, and immediately and he, just like, yeah, I played he, like o- shit. he owns up to it, right? It's not but the it's receiver's like you, fault. It's not the like coach's fault. And obviously, no one in Buffalo, no one, no fans, no no one on the coaching staff is like Josh Allen played like fucking shit. That's why we lost. Like no one is saying that. Is and they, like Josh Allen didn't have a great game. Like it, he's a very good quarterback. He didn't play well. Like Patrick Mahomes will say, like it's like oh I got to play better. Like, you say it all the time. Like, I don't get why he's, like, he'll be like, well, people count me out all the time. I was like, what do you, just be like, oh, I gotta play better. Like, it's just something that you can just say yeah. to your team. Hey, we all need to play better, including myself. It's just something you, like, it doesn't. Well, that's because I don't think Aaron Rodgers is committing to, like, playing winning football. I don't think he's committed to adhering himself to the team or the city. Just, this is how he's acted for 15 years. At the end of the day, he likes being who he is true and i think he likes the type of attention that it brings him he likes people hating on him <laughs> so does, i don't i does. don't ever feel bad about doing it because i'm pretty sure this is what aaron Rodgers wants he does kind of like bringing up everyone's gonna be mad when i say this which sometimes they are sometimes they're very mad when he says stuff but yeah uh this is a because oh, the packers like the packers aren't getting blown out no they're obviously aaron Rodgers still talented um, yeah, he's. Still, oh. I, I do think he's still got it. I just think you know you're paying him fifty million dollars, and the rest of the team stinks. The Packers, they took on a lot of injuries last game. I think Aaron Jones is going to be back. Uh, I apologize, I forgot the defender who tore his ACL. Um, they are. They have a lot of injuries. They had a lot of injuries last game. Give me the Cowboys minus four and a half. I think Cowboys. Yeah, I also think you. Cowboys. I don't know what the weather is, but Cowboys. They travel. They're not throwing it all over the yard. They're running. They're running the football. Got a really good defense. 
I think you got to take the boys. Yeah, the Cowboys can beat you in a lot of different ways. Um, and I think they're really gonna. I think we're gonna see a really good Dak Prescott game coming out of the bye week. Scott, what do we got next? We got the Cardinals at the Rams. Bull. The Rams uh, favored. This so this is a game you look at in the off season and you think this is an absolute banger. Halfway through the season, these teams are probably competing for the division title. Both these teams suck. They look terrible. I mean, I think the Cardinals are still fairly fun to watch. Uh, they're on hard, walks, hard knocks now. The LA Rams have been terrible. Both these teams talented. Both of them just look totally disjointed. Um, I, I will say, I might lean towards the Cardinals because Buda Baker gave that speech to his team or the defense that absolutely got me fired up. He, he's electric. He's awesome. Um, I mean, these are two completely star-studded teams, and they're both just totally underperforming. I don't know. I don't know if either of them... I mean, maybe this is a chance for one of them to turn it around. I'm sure that's what they're saying in the locker room. But, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury could be fired. He could be fired soon. I mean, McVay's obviously not in a hot seat. But, I mean, both these teams, I don't think they have a ton of draft picks. They've made a lot of big trades. They're both trying to win now. And I don't see either of them doing it. Arizona. Here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm doing Arizona, and here's why. The Rams' offense stinks. Arizona's offense still has some juice. And if they're going to win and get a big win against a division opponent, they're going to have to do it now because Warzone 2 drops on Tuesday. Oh, my God. That's on Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, Kyler's and gonna so be so motivated. Kyler's gonna be right. This is it. You've you've. This is the end of Kyler Murray's attention span this weekend. So you've got to you've, you've got to maximize it. So I, give me the give me the Cardinals here. The Cardinals. What are they? Three point dogs. Give me the Cardinals. Give me the over in this game. Over under is forty. I think you're fucking. I think you're dead fucking on, dude. Arizona. Oh, that's a that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Warzone's on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, he's pumped. He has so much nervous energy. He's so anxious for this to come out. I think yep. also I think what he can do with his legs on a broken play is a difference maker. So mm-hmm. I like that just enough. Um before we get to Sunday night football, Scott, I might need you to stall here. I don't where's the Chiefs game? I don't know why the Chiefs game is not. Oh, there it is. Oh, we missed it. We yeah, missed we it. had to switch websites. Let me check one more time. <laughs> Uh, some technical difficulties. Shout out, shout out DraftKings. Um, uh, this is an expensive operation we got here. We'll fire the guy who set this up, obviously. But Jacksonville Jaguars go into Chiefs Kingdom uh, to Arrowhead Stadium. Jacksonville plus nine against the Kansas City Chiefs and the MVP favorite Patrick Mahomes. Scotty, your thoughts? This feels like, no, don't, I'm not picking the Jags, but I'm picking the Jags against the spread. Okay. I think they're solid enough to keep it respectable. And the Chiefs, you know, definitely look past some teams. This is prime season for Chiefs to uh, put out not not like a stinker, but like a game where Patrick Mahomes throws two picks and four touchdowns. And they win a very high-scoring game where they have to come from behind. So it has been... Now, I listen to a lot of people. I listen to KC Sports Network a lot. That's where I get a lot of my Chiefs information. Shout out to them. Um, there's a lot of talk about not so much the Chiefs team, but Andy Reid does not like to open the playbook against AFC teams fully. Oh, interesting. Um, Why is that? Because he's afraid of playing them in the playoffs? Yes. Um, well, you're not going to have to 
play the Jags in the playoffs. Probably not. No. Um, but they have Chiefs have struggled against AFC South, lost to the Colts. I have to say it. Uh, then just coming off a win against the Titans. I think I like the Chiefs coming off a frustrating game like that. I think the Chiefs probably really frustrated that they didn't win that game by more. Uh, had a lot of penalties, didn't play their best game. Uh, I mean, nine is not an insane amount of points, I don't think. Um, Over-under is 51.5, which is pretty high. And the Jags are a solid team. Obviously, wins and losses, not fantastic. But they're able to keep a game close. Uh, you taking the Jags? I am, but this, to be clear, that's just because I have the, to. Uh, betting <laughs> on the, the Jags and against line. the Chiefs money line. seems horrifying. No, 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 Chiefs money line for sure. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, spread, spread. Jags spread. Nine points is too much. Give yeah. me Patrick Mahomes over on interceptions. Ooh. And then I think give me the over on the game as a whole. This feels like a like a. 28 to 35 game. I don't love the Jag secondary. I think they do well at a halftime at the start of the game. Um, I know they have, I think the matchup to watch is the edge. Uh, the Chiefs offensive uh, tackles have been very poor this year. I mean, it, this is going on what, like four years of this? Yeah, sort of. Sort of since it's decent. been since the uh, 2020 Super Bowl. Against the Bucks, sort of that whole playoff run, you guys had tackle trouble. So last then, year, Orlando Brown kind of struggled a little bit last year when he first came in. I think he got a lot better. Has not been playing very well this year. They have uh, him a left or right this year. Left. Okay. So, but left and right are both top five in pressures allowed in the league this season. Um, I don't. I mean, really, whenever you're betting on the Chiefs game, you're kind of just betting on that how well they're going to play, not necessarily their opponent. Um. I think the fact that this is like a noon game makes me think the Chiefs are going to fucking just slaughter them. Um, give me the Chiefs. All right, let's start right. football. We didn't do something, right? We did not. Scott, who is it? It is the Chargers and the Niners. Niners seven-point favorites at home. That seems like too much to me. I would go Chargers against the spread, Niners money line. Uh, give me the over on the points. I do think the Niners are going to get a lot of stuff cooking on offense. And then the Chargers score a couple garbage time points. No Keenan a couple, Allen, no Mike Williams. Convert a couple fourth downs. They do have the Ekman. The Ekman. The Ek-Factor. Ek-Factor. Uh, I am huge on the Niners this year. Even as the Chiefs were fucking destroying Same. them, I thought, hey, this game, this team is very good. Um, They're one piece away. And that piece is Christian McCaffrey. They, got, they have... A fucking B piece. They have Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, who are both unbelievable, can do absolutely anything on the football field. Trent Williams. Trent Elijah Williams. Mitchell coming off of IR. George Kittle. Brendan Ayuk. Give me the nine. I mean, the Chargers. I don't know. I think the Chargers are just kind of a bad team. They're a bad team. You've been team. saying it. You've been saying this is a winning record. They, playoffs ended, or oh. playoffs started today. They're in. Yeah. I mean,. The Browns game, they probably should have lost. Kicker missed. They gave the ball away in field goal range. Falcons fumbled their own fumble recovery. They probably lose that game too. Um, I think. Give me Niners. The only thing I would bet here is the over. Over under 45. That seems way too low to me. <sighs> yeah. I think, I think I could see this going two ways. I think either the Niners score literally 45 points on their own uh, or 
it's a close game, but both offenses are cooking. I don't think this is a game where both offenses are held under 20 points. All right, Scott, you know what else is this weekend? This is so every weekend, especially during football season, it's fucking awesome. You want to touch on Monday night? Let's touch on Monday night. Okay. We got the commies versus the Eagles. I'm sorry. Uh, Commanders versus the Eagles. Commanders plus 11. The fuck is wrong with these primetime games, Scott? It's terrible. When When can can they they start flexing? flexing? That's what I want to know. Well, you can't flex. You can't flex, flex a Monday night. Can't, I don't think you can Dang. flex. Next next week, Chiefs Chargers got flexed. Broncos got. I can't remember what game got. The Broncos uh, were going to get another prime time. Game. No, no, no. Sorry, it was going to be the Steelers Bengals got flexed to a more normal time. Chiefs Chargers got flexed to the Sunday night. So, Commanders plus eleven versus the Philadelphia Eagles minus eleven. I'm going to take the Commanders plus eleven. I think yeah, Eagles I think so still too. win. I think so too. Um, Commanders. Not a good team. I think Philly's obviously very, very good. I think they're the best team in the NFC. I don't think that they're, you know, by far the best team in football, but I think they're definitely up there. Um, I think Washington has enough to uh, get them over the hump. Yeah. Give me the, uh, give me the commanders plus 11, and then give me the under 43 and a half. All right. So, Scott. Joe. Every weekend during the NFL season is fucking awesome. Right? Especially awesome oh, when you have absolutely. an unbelievable UFC card to go along with it. Here huh? we go. Here we go. Here UFC we go. 281. An absolute fucking banger. Card yeah. of the year. Israel Adesanya versus his nemesis, Alex Pereira. Carla Esparza. Uh, Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Another Prison, banger. Prison Mike. Frankie Edgar, Frankie Edgar versus Chris Gutierrez. Retirement fight. Gooch. Dan Hooker versus Claudio Puelas. This is an absolute fucking banger. Should be, right? It's, I mean, Adesanya versus Perea. We know is going to be a banger, right? Two guys who do not go to the ground. Neither guy has a takedown in their UFC careers. Mm-mm. They are going to stand these, you know, one way or another. Bang. They're going to hang and bang. Well, if Adesanya might not hang and bang, he might kick and poke and jab. That's, but Perea is going to send some heat. Perea has absolute bricks for hands. So they have fought twice, right? Yes. In kickboxing. Yes. Perea has won both. One in decision and one in a complete knockout. Absolute slumberville. I think, do you think Adesanya is like, he thought he was done with him, right? He didn't think, he became champion in the UFC, thought, I'm never going to see that guy again. And then a year or two later, Perea fights his way up and is already contending for this belt yeah i um they really have elevated him very quickly and seven fights in seven mixed fights arts. in mixed martial arts normally that would make me very afraid of picking a guy like that like how i felt a couple of years ago when he fought costa and costa was only on his 10th fight in mixed martial arts uh but here's the thing this is not a fight that's going to go to the ground right Mm -mm. this is going to be fought in his discipline which is kickboxing which he has you know a ton of fights in and you know so does adesanya but i think the experience factor doesn't weigh as heavily against him as it would if it were a guy that was going to you know try and wrestle him more than than adesanya will and uh, (laughs) who who knows do you think adesanya do you think either fighter scores a takedown can i find a bet on that I've got, I've got I got the odds pulled up. So it is. Um, Jesus Christ! What is this? <laughs> I actually got the same website pulled up. Um, I've got Perea plus one ninety. 
Pereira plus 190. Yeah. Who are you? Wait, we probably should. Let's not start there. Let's start at the bottom. Okay. Okay. Hooker? Dan Hooker. Dan the Hangman Hooker. He was hot on the streets for a while. His career really turned south after he had an absolute brawl with Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier. That fight he had two years ago against Dustin Poirier was one of the most brutal fights I've ever seen. He got put to sleep by Chandler, didn't he? Yeah. That was his next fight. That was Chandler's first fight in the UFC. Chandler walked him down for a little bit, threw a huge right right hook that connected, sent Hooker literally flying through through the air. Chandler was able to finish him on the ground. Um, he's had yeah, he's had a rough go, but I'm pretty sure he's dropped his last four fights in the UFC. Um, after being one of the top contenders, this is he's taken a long break off. He's fighting an unranked guy. He's a big name. He's a really really good striker. I like Dan Hooker in this fight. Dan Hooker only a minus one forty one favorite. Do you like a hooker? So bet bet 141 to win 100. I think I might take uh, me Cla- Claudio. All right. do, we, do, do, we, do we know Claudio at all? I don't know. 13 and 2 is a pretty good record. Guy seems pretty, like a dog. That's a pretty good record. You're right. You're right. And sometimes like you find those guys where, you, where you're trying to like beat a guy to someone and then you find out, oh crap, this oh, guy's no. a title. You know, this guy's going to be fighting for a title in two years. Yeah. Um, give me a cloud. Give me Claudio. I bucked the trends. Uh, Frankie Edgar versus Chris Goody Gutierrez. Now, Frankie in his retirement fight, I think so. He's a heavy underdog here. He's plus two ten, which is tough. Now, no. I think before he got absolutely smashed by a flying knee by uh, the Sandman. Can't remember his Corey name. Sandhagen. Or no, that was brutal. That was brutal. That One was of the most brutal screen. knockouts I've ever seen. That was a brutal screen freeze on he his was, face. He was fighting. Yeah, he looked like, like a melted Play-Doh. Character. Yeah. <laughs> he um, he had been fighting at a pretty high level. Um, obviously, if he got a fight with Sandhagen, they they don't just feed guys to Sandhagen. So I think Frankie, he's taking a ton of time off. Chin should be recovered. Mm-hmm. I like Frankie in this fight as an underdog. You like Frank? I think that's a good bet. I think that's a good bet. I think I would like Frankie outright, but given that he's an underdog, I will be smashing that line. So is this for sure his last fight? This is for sure his last fight. A lot of good juice coming his way. I hate to do it to Frank. I'm going to take Goody because I like okay. the name Goot. Okay. All right. Now, here we go. Dustin here Poirier, go. Michael Chandler. This has got fight of the year written all over it. These are two guys who like to go to war. Give me what you think the odds are. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume Dustin Poirier is the favorite. Beat Conor McGregor twice. Yep. One doctor stoppage. Um, I'm gonna say it's Dustin minus one eighty. Dustin minus two thirty five. Oh, not too bad. That's pretty close. I think Dustin probably. I just think this is stylistically a nightmare matchup for Chandler if Chandler continues to fight in the way that he has fought since entering the UFC, which is kind of being as showy as possible, being super tough, being willing to take a lot of punches. Dustin's not the guy you can do that against. So Dustin has a wrestling background, right? No. No. Boxing. So he is a full boxing background. Boxing. Chandler yep. has a boxing background, right? Chandler has a wrestling background. Yes. Chandler was an all-American wrestler at Missouri with Ben Askren. Mizzou. Mizzou. Yeah. Uh, Chandler, so can wrestle, is a really good MMA wrestler. We saw it in Bellator where he would just destroy guys, maul guys on the ground. 
We have not really seen that since he's joined the UFC. He's fought at a really high level, and he's only fought really good guys. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll see. We'll see if he if he's actually interested in competing for a title. He's going to have to start using his best skill, which is his wrestling. He's just wanted to, so far, make a name for himself as being the most entertaining fighter. And I think he has been. All of his fights have been bangers. Dynamite in his hands. But if he chooses to fight that way against Dustin Poirier, he's going to get put out. So Dustin's not not a power guy, but he is. Oh, I don't know. Not like, but yeah, we wouldn't specifically. He's not think. a one punch power guy, right? Right, right. But right, he right. finds his spots. Yes, 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 yes. Super Definitely accurate. Definitely can knock you out. Super but he's accurate not, and powerful from every angle. I would he's not say. Gonna, yeah, powerful he's not gonna put from you up both in the rafters. Hands. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> he's not going to put you in the rafters. Yeah, a lot of TKOs from Dustin. Yeah, but it piles on you. Mm-hmm. He hits nice. you in flurries. No, for sure. Um, Mike. Who do you like? I mean, I like them both. These are both like two of my favorite fighters. In it, just like it's all. It, I'll be able to tell you more in the first round, right? Is Chandler committed to wrestling this fight? Then I like Chandler. Not not a must win for either, but this feels no, huge no, in not. terms of title implications. Even if it is, I mean, yeah, I suppose one fifty five still loaded. Still loaded. Does Dustin get? Are we are we done with seeing Dustin compete for titles, or do you think he actually would compete again for a title against Islam? Against Islam, um, do you I think see he that gets one? a decent shot? I don't see him winning that fight. I don't either. Bad matchup because Dustin no. not that not spectacular on the ground, right? He's serviceable on the ground, can get up, but against these super high level. Ground like ground specialists, especially at 155, they've got a big edge over him, which is where I think Chandler can win this fight. Mm-hmm. But again, he has to commit to it, and he hasn't shown us that he's going to do that in the UFC. Mm-mm. Um, so who are you going to take? Poirier. Damn. All right, you can take you take. No, Poirier. I was actually going to take Chandler. I just didn't I know. want Chandler to win. I think that's way more interesting for the division. Fun fact: Dustin Poirier's hot sauce now the official hot sauce of the UFC. Wow. Wonder what the competition was. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, give me. I was going to take Michael Chandler anyway. I like. Ah, see, now I want. <laughs> Sorry. I, Sorry. He's I, mine, dude. I don't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't put any money on Michael Chandler. I got Claudio. Okay. I got Goody. And I got Mike Chandler. Okay. And then the fight of the night. Carlos Barzo, Whaley, Zhang. Oh, shoot, dude. I missed it. <laughs> right. What the hell is your problem, dude? Um, I think. I think Zhang. I think Zhang Weili walks right through Carlos Barza. Yep. I think she puts a couple holes in her face. Yep. I think this is going to be not competitive. She puts her in the rafters, I think. All right. Yeah, the uh, the odds, minus 330 for Zhang. I actually thought it was going to be at least a 400. All right, Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Israel Adesanya was a huge fan favorite coming into the UFC, and he yes. stayed that way for many fights, has quickly and turned. I would say yes. Once he started competing for championships, the, his fighting style changed significantly. Smart. Yeah, smart he, by him, absolutely. Smart. Yeah, he's taken no damage. Even the one fight he's lost uh, in the UFC, the one to, uh, I can't remember, Jan Blachowicz at 205, he didn't uh, really yeah. take much damage. He just sort of got out-wrestled. It was, yeah, he's fighting a guy at 40 pounds heavier than him. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is basically going to be a kickboxing match. If one of them tries to so? wrestle, yeah, I think if one of them tries to wrestle, it's either a bad sign or like Pereira has been working on his wrestling and no one's expecting it. But I think if one of them goes to wrestling, we're more likely for Adesanya to score a takedown. Really? Yeah. You think he even tries? I think if things start going bad, he does. Cause yeah. I think he's probably got the advantage there. A desperation one seems possible. Um, We've seen Adesanya do 
like decently well uh, against wrestlers and just in the wrestling aspect in terms but it's mostly been avoiding takedowns not yeah. applying any sort of offense from the ground um Adesanya they're both older athletes 33 and 35 both six foot three both 185 reach similar so this is one of the first fights Adesanya's had where he doesn't have a huge reach advantage yeah that's gonna be big that's gonna be big I really like Pereira against the spread if we were saying 50 50 odds right if it was plus 105 and plus 105 then what is it oh it's uh negative 225 Adesanya plus 190 Pereira plus 190 I think I'm going to take Pereira. I think he might just have the guy's number. I think that I don't necessarily think Pereira is better, but sometimes guys just, especially in combat sports, sometimes guys just have their number. I think they just, for whatever reason, now, the style matchup just mm-hmm. suits Pereira. Also, not going to lie, it's more exciting if Pereira wins. Yeah, the the 185 weight class definitely needs a little bit of a shakeup. It needs a little zhuzh to it. Needs a little zhuzh to it. Um, I thought potentially Hamza moving up. Uh, would happen there, and I thought that Hamza would be the guy to beat Adesanya. If Pereira doesn't do it, I do think the next threat to him is Hamza. But... Is Hamza Kobe next? What? Uh, Hamza yeah, Kobe. Hamza Kobe, it does seem like that is the fight that's going to be made. I'm pretty sure that's set for, like, March. Set for March. Yep. Alright. Um, so, I, I like Pereira in this one, too. What do you like? You like by knockout? <laughs> yeah, decision. that decision. <laughs> Pereira, Adesanya losing a decision would be ridiculous. Even even when we think he has lost decisions, he's just proven time and time again to be completely decision-proof. Paulo Costa, yeah. That's happened quite a bit. Uh, well, Vittori, he won every round. Uh, but when he's fought Whitaker, the last time he fought Whitaker, I thought Whitaker won four of those rounds. And then you get to the score table, and they're, they're like... Bobby Knuckles. 48-47 or 49-46 Adesanya. Yeah. So... If this goes all five, it's going to be awesome. Which is to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. I fucking... That sucks. Win the, win the fucking fight. That should be what it is. I don't know why champions get more of an advantage. Pereira's got more power than anyone he's ever fought before. And Ooh. I think Pereira puts him out. He looks scary. He's scary. He looks like a scary motherfucker. Did you see his, his photos from the weigh-in? He looks fucking awesome. <laughs> he had a headdress. Insane. Painted face. He looked insane. Fucking badass. Now, Pereira, one guy, he he will not be champion for very long. I think they go immediately to a rematch. But if Pereira has to fight anyone else within the UFC, uh, they're just going to wrestle him. I think, I think you're probably right. So he's only in here to merc Adesanya. Yeah. He's, a, he's an assassin. He's an assassin. He's an assassin. Take out the problem. I like it. All right. Scott, what a... Uh... What do you look forward to the most this weekend? Of all the events? Yeah. Whether it's football. So the Pats on a bye. Pats so, on a bye? And How do you feel about the Pats? Do you feel like... I put up a poll. feeling good. I put up a poll um, on who would win the AFC East, AFC Beast. Mm-hmm. Bills obviously won. Patriots came in last. That's ridiculous. Worst record. They're yeah. clearly better than the Jets. We saw that last week. Yeah, they're better than the Jets. We'll see. A lot of division games left to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're better than the Bills, but I think they're competitive with the Dolphins, and I think they're clearly better than the Jets. Do you think they're better, potentially better than the Bills with the hurt Josh Allen? Yes. They haven't played the Bills yet. Bills nope. are 0-2 in the division. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. 
a lot of these games will be played the last uh, six games of the year. So we'll see. A lot will be answered. A lot will be answered. Tough, tough schedule for all teams remaining in that division. I think yeah. Patriots toughest schedule remaining of any team. Yeah, top five. I sent you that tweet. They're bottom. They're like top five in a hardest schedule. Uh, interestingly, Chiefs top five easiest schedule left. Chargers top five hardest schedule left. Yeah, feels like. I mean, Chiefs a game and a half ahead. Feels like they probably win in that division. So I think for me, it's no question. Huskers minus thirty underdog. That's tough. That's going to be a tough watch. Not super excited. So for here's what I'm worried about. Right. Uh-huh. Michigan has played, like I said, they've played their games very tight, and then they just blow through. So I'm worried, because if we go in, we're going to get the fuck beat out of us, and we get the fuck beat out of us, we're okay, right? That's what we expected. Worried about getting, I'm worried that we're going to be up like five minutes into the third. That doesn't, it's going to be like 21 to 24 in the fourth quarter and then I lose like 45 be, to 40 to 24. I would not be shocked if it's like close, like if we're winning at halftime. That wouldn't be like super crazy. Because mm-hmm. I also, I think when you bring in, like if Logan's mother starts, you can get a few big running plays by him. Yeah, you get some juice, like we could especially e- in the first 15. We could ease, maybe we look at live bets, but like maybe like, I, like, Mich- like we could be winning at halftime. We could be winning in the fourth quarter sure. and still get the fuck beat out of us. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like, uh, either way, if- not super excited to watch that game. Hate to say it. So no. Pats aren't playing. NFL slate. Nothing that really tickles me that much. Um, oh, you're not getting tickled? Nothing that nothing that uh, piques my interest more than this UFC card. UFC is definitely what I'm most excited about this weekend. UFC has been, in my opinion, and this is a topic for another discussion, I don't love the way UFC business models being run. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of letting other people catch up to them. I think like you can watch the PFL on TV. That's a big deal. I think they're letting people yeah. get away. Um, I love the PFL. PFL's I think if great. PFL and Bellator merged, then you would have some serious competition with the UFC. I just like I don't know what the UFC's been because the UFC is clearly still top dog. Yeah, doesn't feel like they're as much of a top dog as they were four or five years ago. Right. Um, but it felt like they could just stomp on the throats of their competition and really destroy them. It doesn't feel like it. Just feels like they're kind of stuck in their ways. Like I don't love. I think the pay per view model sucks. I don't think it's well, great. The reason I mean, it's a hundred bucks to watch a fucking fight if you haven't bought anything. That's insane. It's 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 hard for the networks to give them consistent money for just being on TV, right? Because if they were just going to be on TV without pay per view, then they would need a contract, and it's hard for these networks to commit to a contract when you get such wildly varying pay per view buys. Yeah, uh, one card to the next. It's just like it's I don't they can just put it on themselves like I don't really understand the ESPN plus thing. I just like putting yourself behind a not super popular paywall. I don't get like ESPN plus isn't bad, but like they're putting themselves behind a paywall that seems unnecessary. They just seem to be making everything way too complicated. Like there should be it has been nice be getting like prelims and stuff on on ESPN. Yeah, I think fight. I think you should put fight nights on. I think they should make an effort to get fight nights. That's the other thing. Why are they doing fight nights in their fucking stadiums? Yeah, in their what do you call it? The fight center? What do they call it? The apex. The apex. Like there's no fans. There's it's right. Like it just seems like they're going backwards. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I think it was a cost control measure. I think to get. I mean, it started with COVID. To get these arenas booked, you have to do it so far in advance. Um, and I think with this one, it was more of like, a, yeah, we might be taking a net loss, but at least we know like week to week what our profit margin is going to be. 
because we know we're not going to take a loss on the arena, which I know they were taking a loss quite a bit of times when they were doing these fight nights mm-hmm. locally. That seems crazy to me. And maybe the answer is just less fight nights. It's just, they, I think they need to figure something. Because it's like, well, football season's on, like, unless it's a card like this. Like, when they have bangers of cards, they're bangers of cards. Yeah. They don't have Connor, like, Connor's maybe fighting again. They don't have Connor, like, regularly fighting. No. That's huge. Like, they don't have a superstar. They have stars. They don't have a superstar. <sighs> I think with Connor, we thought this was going to become more regular. And it just hasn't had, like, bad, like, Patty the Batty, Sean O'Malley. Like, those are their closest guys. Like, Sean O'Malley gets a win. Francis. That's huge for them. Fran- but, like, Francis isn't a superstar. John Jones. These these are all stars. John Jones. You're right. You're right. These, that's a good point. Stars, not superstars. These aren't people who reach outside of MMA and bring a lot of people in. John Jones has all his baggage going on. Hasn't fought in two years. Hasn't fought in two years. Although it looks like he will be fighting soon. John oh. Jones versus Stipe. We've been saying that for two years, though, haven't we? It's been a long time. Oh, Dude, you're right. These, this Sunday slate's really bad. Yeah. Vikings-Bills could be good. I'm excited. For I think there'll be exciting games. I just think the impl- the looking at them. If football's on, I'm watching. Yeah, hell yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. They'll get my eyes. But uh, in terms of what I'm excited about, no questions. UFC. Yeah. You seen Black Adam yet? No. Damn. Do I need to? Me neither. I'm definitely gonna watch it because it's got Dewey in it. But I'm, I heard I'm it kind of stinks. I love going to movies with low expectations, especially yeah, action yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. An action movie with low expectations. It's gonna like every little thing. I'm gonna be like, oh, that was the fucking coolest shit I've ever seen. The last one I did that too was like some like Fast and Furious movie where it was like Jason Statham and The Rock. Oh, what was that? Hobbs, movie? Hobbs is sure. That movie sucked ass. <laughs> oh my god, that was that so movie bad. Looks so fucking. He bad. rips a helicopter out of the air. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that's an all time movie. Hell yeah. Uh, so I, I've only ever seen a couple of Fast and Furiouses, but I've seen Tokyo Drift like 15 times. Tokyo Drift is really good. Tokyo I think Drift's fucking the fifth awesome. one when they're in Brazil, that one's really good. They like rob a bank you know with what cars. D, you know what DK stands for? Drift. Oh, is it Donkey Kong? Nah, Drift King. Drift King Metcalf in Germany this week too. Yeah, Drift King, Drift King Metcalf. <laughs> I like it. I Dude, like I really think Anytime those... touchdown for Drift King Metcalf. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, let's go anytime touchdown Drift King Metcalf. Um, I was going to say, Chiefs, I like sprinkling some money on the uh, anytime touchdown scores for the Chiefs. And I, and I think you, you spread it out a little bit. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick here. But I like, because th- the Chiefs spread the ball around a lot. I think if you sprinkle five bucks on, for example, like a Kadarius Tony and a Justin Watson, maybe even a Jody Fortson, I like one of those to hit. It would just depend. I'd have to see the odds. I'd have to see the odds. Oh, they're going to be insane. They're going to be insane. Um, Let me see. Anytime touchdown scores. When are we fucking getting uh, betting, online betting in Nebraska? I think it's going to be a while. I think it's going to be a while because... We have betting now at race uh, Yep, in Lincoln. In Lincoln. Uh, Warhorse Casino just opened in Lincoln. Um... I think because you've, I think they, they like chopped off their arm to like save the rest of them, that type of thing. I think they, they cut, they sacrificed online gambling to get gambling here in general. Well, I think it's, and then it's going to be a lot harder to get online gambling. I like to think it's a step thing. All right, here we go. Kadarius Tony's plus 430. 
Sky Moore's plus 460. Justin Watson plus 550. Ooh, Jody Fortson plus 700. Interesting. So you're still, like, if one of those guys hits, you're still... Like, oh, if you big bet time. $100 of each of them, if one of them hits, you're still in the positive. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to put 100 but I'll sprinkle a little something on there. Okay. Maybe 5 10 bucks. I like oh, it. Yeah. I like it. All right. Anything else you want people to know about your weekend you got planned? Going, we're, going, we're going out to Scott's farm for the fights. Watch fights. Yeah. No, that's all I got, Joe. I think we'll be, uh, I think we'll be studioed up. We're kind of studioed up now. We're going to get some cameras in here. We're going to increase the quality of the show. Scott's mic will, uh, will be back. Uh, I ordered a new mic. It should be the same mic as mine, but Amazon supply chain, whatever. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. This was a hell of a show. Like, comment, subscribe. Like, comment, subscribe. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Scott fucking loves it. We both love your comments, Scott. I think especially I do love loves your comments. I do love the comments. Hell yeah. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Uh, appreciate it. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye.